Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. It's always a little different because when I interview people, nobody really knows them. But since you're an instructor, it's a little, a little different. So... This is the Game Dev TV Community Podcast. We have Grant on today to let you guys know more about Blender, the course, and just learn more about who he is. So we're gonna get started with you letting them know a little bit about who you are, and then we'll just go into how you got started with Game Dev TV. Okay, so uh, yeah, um, I started a YouTube channel, and uh, that was about seven years ago, and it uh, kind of took off in the last, I suppose, year or so, and that's when uh, the Game Dev TV people said, uh, Let, let's see what this guy can do. <laughs> Maybe he can make a course. Uh, and, that was, <laughs> and that was about um, a month or so ago, sort of beginning of lockdown, really, and, um, uh, and it's been a happy relationship ever since. Uh, I've been doing Blender now for about uh, 20 years, but that's very much on and off. Uh, so I would say uh, properly sort of about five years, uh, if you can call it properly even. And yeah. I teach, <laughs> yeah, and I teach um, games design at a local college, uh, and I've been doing that for the last sort of four years. Um, again, sort of doing Blender type things. Is okay. that enough? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. yeah. yeah. Wow. So I didn't, didn't even know you did game design. That was just all Blender, Blender, more Blender. But um, so how did you get started with like game development? How did that all happen? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was way back when I was about eighteen, uh, looking for work, and um, I was in W. H. Smiths once looking at the magazines in WH Smiths so thinking uh, what what could I do what's my interest what am I excited about and I looked at all the art magazines and there was a 3D magazine now I think it was 3D World but I can't actually remember which one it was specifically and I was looking through that thinking wow what an amazing a career this would be so I always wanted to do that but I kind of um, well I went into film uh, and sort mm -hmm. of film work and stuff because they, it was very hard back then this was again 20 or so years ago and uh, not to uncover my age too much there. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> but um, it you. was really, really hard to get into the industry. So um, all the universities, well, there are very few universities and stuff doing that. And they're all in America. Uh, nothing in the UK, well, that I could find at the time. Uh, and uh, film was a bit more accessible. So I went into film, did a bit of animation within the film stuff. Uh, so played around with Blender, but it was quite hard to pick up then because there was no YouTube then. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember getting a VHS tape uh, and trying, yeah, <laughs> and trying to learn. Uh, it was actually Maya was trying to learn, but um, I went across to Blender after that. But um, on this VHS tape, where you couldn't, the icons were so blurry on the screen, it was so difficult to follow. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the pain I can't is even real. Imagine that, yeah. You're like, where's the HD? <laughs> no, it doesn't exist. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was tough, and um, but that was my first uh, tinkering with Blender, playing around uh, and making stuff happen. But then I sort of fell into teaching, and it was just media studies teaching. I say just media studies, but not the game uh, side of things that I really wanted. And actually, I was teaching IT to start off with, so just computers in general, uh, and then sort of slowly worked my way back to media and then into games design. And then I thought, right, here we go, uh, back to Blender and 3D art. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> yeah. And so is that Blender where you wanted to end up? 
that's like your like happy place you're like this is what i want to do right? yeah as a, as a 3d artist i mean as an artist of any sort actually that's uh the main thing is the art skills that's what i um value the most because i think uh blender is just a tool uh, and it's um a tool for being creative uh so yeah it's all, all about the art and being able to uh, be an artist is like a dream come true yeah so that's awesome because you started in it and all the other stuff and now you're all the way over here we're doing what you want to do and that took what you, you said like 20 years yeah 20 yeah years. so it's like all games of that tv students you know they have that, that beginning where you're like what do i want to do is this where i should go they, it's like so it's a huge idea to think like, hey, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But it's like, just start somewhere and you never know where you eventually end up where you want to be. So oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> I love hearing that because it's like a lot of people don't understand that that's how it is. Like even because me, I'm starting now and I think the same thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to be this. But I just take it day by day. But when we do all these podcasts, we get a lot of people who are like, yeah, it took seven years or 11 years or 20 years to get to where I want to be. It's like, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, definitely. And, so, and I'm, I still don't feel like I'm there. I feel like I've got years to go before I actually get there, you know. So it's a, it's always a journey, isn't it? It's just it's great fun, though. <laughs> it's, uh, what's, the, what's the saying? The uh, the journey is the most important part? Or I'm yeah, sure. tra- it's far better to travel than it is to arrive. <laughs> there, you, there you go. That's even better. <laughs> but, yeah, so everybody knows you a lot from the YouTube because I actually didn't know about you until you joined a, a team. But... Let's let everybody else know too who hasn't like heard about you before. Like, what is the YouTube channel and how did that get started? Yeah, so it's called Gabbit Media, and if the very first start of it was actually when I was teaching media studies uh, at school, uh, and I thought uh, <laughs> I was teaching quite a tough class, and some of them wouldn't uh, would turn up one day and not the next. So I thought, right, I'm going to record things, and then when they say, "How do I do this?" I'll just show them the video. Uh, and that would be easier. And that's how the whole channel started. But when I started the games design stuff and then I looked at um, the things online, I thought, you know, I think I could actually do this and um, make something of it. I didn't really think it would get to where it is now, which is uh, I think it's 210,000 subscribers now. Um, yes. So it's uh, it's one of the sort of bigger uh, blender channels out there, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blender gurus. <laughs> yes, a blender guru just passed a million. So I've got a long way to go yeah. there. But I remember we'll watching there, I it. <laughs> I watched him at the very beginning, so I've learned a lot from him, and I do appreciate what he does, certainly. Yeah. Um, but mine is better. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming after him. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so I know in some videos you talk about, you know, you do Blender displays. You can help make this. You can make a well. You can make a Deadpool. But you also talk about like different strategies or different ways to think about success. Like I know you did one where it was about the shortcut where people made shortcuts and someone tried to make your video and, and stuff like that. So you go a little bit more into detail of like how people can learn it to not take the shortcuts and like let's say the blender journey when they're trying to study and learn. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because different people learn in different ways. And the the main uh, the best type of practice is practice you can stick to. So you've got to fit it into your routine in the best possible way. So if you've only got uh, 10 minutes a day, uh, then your practice can only be 10 minutes a day. And if you try and make it 20 minutes and you can't fit it in, you'll give up really quickly. So for me, it's all about that sort of consistency of approach and try and get it uh, that routine going. And maybe when that routine gets a bit more established, then you can start pushing it and adapting that routine maybe to 20 minutes if you can possibly fit it in. But you just have to do as much as you can and works for your lifestyle, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. 
because I've struggled with that. I'm like, I want to learn six hours every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and people start off like that and they give up straight away, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's like I get it done for like maybe one or two days and then just things happen. And then I feel so bad about myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have done it or I should have done this. And it's just like, it's just yep. a downward spiral that I don't want to go on anymore. <laughs> exactly that. At the moment, I'm trying to improve my artwork. So um, I'm quite comfortable in the program, a blend of the program. But I know that um, I really want to be a good character artist as well as a 3D character artist. So I know I've got to practice poses each day. And some days it's just 20 minutes. Uh, some, in fact, some days it's just 10 minutes. But as long as I do it each day, I know that I'm just building and building and building. And I will get good at it one day. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's hard, too, because like sometimes um, when you do something for like 10 minutes, you feel like it's not enough. How do you get over that? Yeah. Like, did I actually learn something today? Did I improve? Like, how did, how did you do that? Yeah, that's totally the case. Um, but I, um, I always think about the 10,000 hour rule, even though it's actually kind of been debunked recently. Mm -hmm. um, there's, but um, I like to think of it like that because just you chip away, you're chipping away like that big stone, carving away slowly. And some days it's going to be a tiny little chip uh, mm -hmm. But you've still made progress. It's all about the progress, moving forwards rather than uh, just stagnating. Uh, so and some days you'll suddenly have a binge where you might do that six hours, which I don't think yeah. I've ever, ever done with artwork. <laughs> but uh, sometimes when I'm sculpting on the computer, I can go for hours and hours. But um, it's tough when you're trying to really practice hard, at, let's say, character drawing or something that can be quite tough. If it's a masterpiece that's got loads in it, then it's not so bad. So, so occasionally you'll have that sort of binge period, uh, but uh, it's it's those hard times where it's hard to practice or hard to find the time. That's where your true uh, willpower comes out, and you've got to keep going and chipping away, as I see it. <laughs> now, what if you don't have that willpower? What would you say to those students? <laughs> <laughs> that reward themselves with candy afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know, that's a that's a really good question. And I think that's where it's important to uh, make it fun, uh, your practice. So if uh, you want to be a great character artist, uh, but you're, you're struggling to get the willpower to practice faces every day or hands every day, because hands are a limited nightmare, aren't they? No, no, <laughs> I can't do <laughs> but uh, so uh, maybe just don't concentrate on those. Do fun, silly characters uh, for a week or so. And then when you build up that confidence, then you can gradually move on. Um, make the tar uh, easy wins, I like to call them. I call them easy wins in the classroom. Uh, so I always have uh, a little starter activity, which everybody should be able to do really easily. And then everybody's, oh, wow, I made a, I don't know, a duck in uh, 10 minutes or something. And it's just a nice, easy win that everybody thinks, right, I can do this. Uh, yeah, easy wins. <laughs> that is really important for anything, for 3D art, for programming, for anything, especially programming. That, that one... It could be difficult sometimes, but it's like, yeah, do an easy win. And then you're like, okay, let's go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and you're all set. Yep. I, I, I think I wish I heard this like two years ago because I've been, <laughs> been struggling so much and trying to like learn things because I think it has to be like all the time. So this has helped me, and I hope this helps a lot of other game dev, uh, TV students. And then so you're basically saying like just do one one lecture a day, and you should be fine as long as you're like yeah. focused on that one 10-minute video. Cause that's yeah. another thing too might not be focused you might be i don't know distracted but if you can do one 10 minute video hone in on it do the challenge you'll be set definitely yeah. definitely you might not even manage uh that per day but try try the best you can uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm always 
desperately don't want to discourage people. So uh, even if that's too much, then just make it smaller and smaller. I know that can get minute at yeah. this point, but but it's still chipping away. That's so important. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going. true. It's like you showed up. You're in the room. You're you're doing the blender. Not everyone came in today and studied exactly that, that. like a donut or you know, yeah. So exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. this. Is gonna be the easy win podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, what mistakes do you see most people making besides, you know, trying to put in six hours? Yeah, um, I suppose it comes down to the program itself, uh, run before you can walk type scenarios. Um, that's why I say easy wins, because it's so easy to get lost in a complex program like Blender, where yeah. <laughs> the, classic, the classic one I see is, um, you know, when you're extruding and uh, you uh, most newbies, as it were, don't inset before they extrude and they just extrude. So they end up with really sort of sharp angles everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, geometry that underlaps itself sort of goes inside itself. And, oh, no, I hate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's just such a difficult one to try and uh, explain what's happened. So they just get really disheartened and this shape is just not working. You can't work on it. It's just it's a horrible scenario. And that's but it always happens to uh, new students. And uh, learning to overcome those is <laughs> one of the first things that I try and teach people. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the character course, how daunting is it to make like an actual character with rigging and stuff? Or is it easier than I think, <laughs> or we all think? <laughs> yeah, it is daunting. Um, that's why we, we desperately try to make it really baby steps all the way through. But there's some steps that you think, oh, this is this is a tough, a big step. So uh, at the beginning, I'm just working on it now. I've got we've got some extra sections because uh, we're trying to make it so it's really accessible for beginners. Um, so we got uh, we're making a mech and we're going to make uh, some sort of tanks and vehicles and things. Okay. Just so yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I've just been well, doing we, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, so it's just getting comfortable in the program before you move on to those bigger steps. So, uh, but it it is it is daunting. But um, it in my opinion, uh, again, it blenders just the tool. And I've seen loads of really cool looking ogres and orcs popping mm -hmm. up. So and they're from sort of beginner-ish people, you know, sort of uh, who've only been using it a few weeks, I suppose, and they're coming out with orcs and things. So it is possible, but it's more about your artistic skill. That's that, that's where your um, you comes out, and uh, you can express yourself, and that's where the fun is. And therefore, it becomes you can take on anything when it's fun, can't you? You, you just think this no, is exciting. true, yeah, yeah. So um, on from, cool. Yeah, exactly. And you just you can go for it. You can be creative and you just express yourself It's wonderful. So um, not daunting so much. It is challenging, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then so what tips would you have to make it fun? Like music? Do you plan at a certain time of day? Do you like how do you make it more fun than if it's not fun already? Yeah. Um, so I. Um, I do, I do like to put on music, but I find myself doing that less and less because a lot of the time I'm uh, doing uh, live streams or something like that where I'm talking okay. over the top. Um, but uh, my thing is um, inspiration. Get some, get lots of inspiration around you. So I always have a pure ref, uh, it's references on the side in a, in a program called, which is called yeah. Pure yeah and uh, have lots of pictures of cool uh, uh maybe there's a really complex one but there's a really easy one as well like a cartoon one uh, that, but still looks cool and you think well they've managed to do that maybe i could go somewhere in between and it could look amazing and uh, just get excited about all these different orcs and ogres um yeah. but, uh, have those in the background uh inspiring you forward <laughs> 
<laughs> Dang, getting me excited. I want to go into Blender Creator Course, character course <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what can I do? What can I make? It's just 10 minutes a day. <laughs> exactly. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, uh, what common questions do you see on YouTube videos? Yeah, um, a lot of them are technical questions. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> what's gone wrong? In fact, yeah. uh, the, the worst ones are. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, so I always reply, uh, but what didn't work? You know, where did it go wrong? I try and reply to as many comments as I can. It's getting tough now because there's there's a lot of them. Yeah, now. your audience is growing, yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, but most, so all these sort of technical problems, they're usually just a quick fix. But my the one I repeatedly uh, answer is, uh, <laughs> what's gone wrong with my shape? I can't select the, uh, is it reverse normals? Uh, and have you removed doubles? Uh, so if you look those two things up and know what they are, then you can solve a lot of things in Blender. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look into that because I see a lot of in the QA, Q&A of the uh, Udemy character course. That's just people ask all these questions and some of them I'm like, I see a lot of like normals or my textures and I'm like, I wonder if I can help them. And I'm like, no. But maybe Grant can. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm here for. You know, it's awesome what people create. Like, and they'll post all their different orcs and stuff with different characters. And I'm like, because I, I look taking that stuff and posting on Instagram or, or just showcasing yeah. and be like, you did a great job. You did This is amazing. Like, keep it up. Awesome. So, like, what are some of the best things you've seen that people create so far since you've released the course? Yeah. Um, it's, I was, I wasn't sure whether, because I've been doing it for a while, whether it was going to be easy for me to, or easy for people to replicate what I've done, because I'm very comfortable when it comes to sculpting. And I've got a graphics tablet as well, display tablet, so quite expensive bit of kit that helps uh, and enables you to do that, do it just that little bit faster and easier. Yeah. But there's people out there with, uh, with a mouse sculpting, but they've come up with these amazing oh. orcs. And you <laughs> think, whoa, that's amazing, with a mouse. Uh, it's just brilliant. <laughs> So it's fantastic to see that progress. Uh, it's just brilliant. Oh, that's amazing. Now, <laughs> how do you come up with the challenges? Because I know this is an interesting thing that most people don't know about the game to the TV team. But like, what is the process like of like making a video and then making a challenge? Yeah, um, for the most part with the Blender stuff, it's just sort of uh, get up to where I am and sort of follow through. So there's a lot of um, just following through, which is the challenge. But the challenge most of the time is to try and make it your own and put your own personality in. So that's that's quite an important, and that's that's got to come from the student rather than us, to be honest. So it's more down to the student to obviously you can plod along and do the course, but to make it your own, that's uh, that's where you express yourself and you come out. So that's more important than just um, paint by numbers, as it were. And I've heard a few people who've actually said they're oh, going back to the beginning of the course and going to go through it again and make something. Uh, with with different reference images and maybe a different character, so that's quite exciting to hear about that. And I've seen a few uh, around where they've gone in a completely different direction uh, with a new character, and that's 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 quite something, I think. But as as with regards to the challenges, I suppose with a teaching background and uh, quite a few years in teaching, you get used to uh, the right sort of level to pitch it at it to mm -hmm. to start off with, and then. Um, uh, knowing the students a bit, which is hard online, obviously, but I generally know where uh, what students struggle with because I see them a lot in college and know their struggles, know the pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm able to sort of think of challenges and think of those easy wins, generally speaking, and uh, and create those challenges. Nice. Now, when how long does it take to make a course? For instance, like is what's like the brainstorming process like like is it like what what how do we want to make this section what character should we like how does it all go 
<laughs> yeah, that that do you know that's something uh, that was kind of new to me when I joined the team because mm-hmm. I'd made uh, mini courses on YouTube, uh, yeah. which I'd put a fair bit into, but generally they'd last about two weeks at the most because actually on YouTube it's not a good platform for it because uh, generally with a course people will drop out. It's just natural uh, sort of yeah. um, progression with how it yeah. goes. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah uh, the first so, video would be like. 10,000 and then like the last like exactly five that. would be like 500 and you're like oh wow they all dropped out <laughs> yes and the youtube algorithms don't like that where it's sort of you're slowly getting less views each time so they won't promote your videos so courses aren't particularly good on youtube unless you make them an hour long and no one really the people will see oh yeah i'll do that at one point this hour long video but yeah, they'll get around to it so, yeah <laughs> so unfortunately uh, youtube isn't the best pa- platform so that's one reason why i thought well maybe a sort of paid for course where i can put more effort in and uh, really take my time over it and the students have paid for it so they're you know they're they're willing to put in the extra hours in it's sort of committed to it uh, so it was quite new to me the whole sort of how long does it make take to make a course and um, I was speaking a lot with uh, and conversing with Rick uh, Davidson from the team uh, and he's got a lot of experience in this so uh, we chatted about and put a, um, a poll out about what people would like to make in terms of a character and this sort of stuff so there's a bit of research there a bit of his experience a bit of my teaching experience and we sort of came up with this amalgamation of a course which is the beautiful ogre <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i love it oh, man. now what do you would you say about like sacrifices because i remember you made a video about it but like is that saying hey i'm gonna spend 10 minutes today instead of 10 minutes playing games 10 minutes going out with friends like what, what would you define making sacrifices to get closer to your goals yeah, I think that is important because there is a discipline. Uh, as much as you try and make it fun, try and make it uh, almost playtime as your practice, um, there still is a discipline and you ha- you do have to think, uh, well, I am, because I, I like playing games. Uh, but, um, well, I, to be fair, I have played a game recently. I was playing, was it Divinity? Yeah, I can't even remember. It's a while ago now. But every now and again, <laughs> I'll get into a game. But um, it's rare that I play games that I have the time because uh, I know that my goals are really to be a character artist. I want to be the making the game rather than playing the game mm-hmm. uh, and uh, creating these worlds rather than uh, running around in them. Uh, but uh, so uh, I kind of sacrificed a bit of the, uh, that sort of game playing uh, for creating. Not saying that you can't play games because, like I say, I'm occasionally, and I like to play a bit of chess because it's much quicker. You can still play oh, five games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to have a game sometime. <laughs> we'll have a game to the TV, a uh, chess competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I want to challenge Ben. I bet he's really good. <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, sacrifice because I, I love those really immersive role play games like The Witcher Three oh, uh, was that? oh man, <laughs> that's, and the best artwork was amazing. Decade. It is the, the best game hands down. Are you going to get Cyberpunk? <laughs> uh, that I'm scared of it actually because I might waste my time playing. <laughs> right, like I was like, that's why I'm like that game is the only game I will give myself the choice, the chance to like yeah. go into hundred hours because I haven't done any for a game for a while, like. I wish I could. Like people were like, did you beat that game? I said I played like half of it, haven't beat it. I was like, I played yeah. that one. I was like, for Cyberpunk, oh no, we're going all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's anything like Witcher Three, then it's gonna be awesome, isn't it's it? Got, yeah. That was absolutely incredible. <laughs> it was. And then I like have you ever played Outer Worlds? Uh no, no, I did Fallout because... <laughs> or Skyrim. So uh, it's Skyrim, yeah, yeah, of course. Definitely. So it's kinda like that type of RPG. In, in the cyberpunk world. So that's why I'm excited because I love those type of games. So give me that. Give me all that. I'm going to 
Mm, that's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then actually but, we have Max Piers, one of the guys who did level design. He's gonna he yeah. came on before, and we're gonna have him come on again, like when the game comes out, just to like talk about what he did in the game and like what he thought about these different levels. And I just can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to tune in for that one, definitely. <laughs> we'll try to change that one up too. We might do like live or who knows? I don't know yet. I'm I'm excited. We'll we'll plan that one out. Send me a link for one of your videos that was talking about practice, and I was noticing how how much of the advice that you were giving works for a lot of other disciplines as well. I mean, like you know, a little bit of practicing guitar every day, and you'll get better. A little bit of trying different kinds of programming exercise, even ones that you've done before. Yeah, that repetition and and just kind of that consistency. So it's like I really enjoyed that podcast. Do you find other things where you apply it? I mean, other than obviously being a blender wizard? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's totally the case. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I try not to overload myself, but I am one of those people who's passionate about learning. Uh, so I like uh, just developing myself. I feel uh, I treat my life like I'm a role play character. <laughs> so I've got to I've got to level up. I've got yeah, to spend some time scaling up. up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Witcher thing again, isn't it? You think, yeah. oh, I've got to be better. I've got to be better. So um, I, I'm quite into football, actually, quite into sport, and uh, I like to go out. Um, and I'm quite sort of into physical exercise, weightlifting, and so forth. Um, so, you mean like with soccer, basically here in America, right? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so soccer. <laughs> yeah. So for American audiences, he's talking about soccer. For everyone else, it's football. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the round one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the round one. Go on the World Cup, you know? <laughs> so, <big> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm always applying these thoughts to that. And uh, there's there's lots of things with practice, isn't there? It's, there's quality practice. So um, I could just go out and have a game with my mates. But actually, for me, it's more about sprint training. Uh, because I know that if you're a faster sprinter, you're going to be better on the pitch. It's about, I don't know, going off on one here, but football and stuff, or soccer. But I know also another important part of uh, getting better at anything is to work on your weaknesses. So I practice every time I go out with the football, which is almost every day, like uh, at least every two days uh, minimum, uh, I'll always practice my left foot because I'm not left-footed. Uh, and that will make me such a better player much faster. And work on your weaknesses and you become that. So if you're, and because I know it's what it's like, you're, you're really good at character art, so you always want to make uh, characters. But uh, what if suddenly you want a mechanical arm on there and you're no good at sort of hard surfaces in your painting or modeling? Uh, if you, you have to work on that and then you can get a beautiful mech character or human robot-esque thing. And uh, you've got so many more skills if you start working on those weaknesses and bring those up to a level rather than being this master of one thing, which could become obsolete at any point. You never know with this fast-moving world. <laughs> How do you go about identifying those weaknesses? Is that just kind of something you develop that natural critical eye for your own performance, I guess? That's a really good question. And I think that does take a maturity uh, as an individual. Uh, you really need to recognize I've, that's really important to me. And it's very interesting you say that. It's making me really think <laughs> about my values. That's but, what we do here. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's one of the challenges for me as well. I find if I've written like a piece of music or something, I, it sounds great to me, but then I'll put it down for a week and listen to it again. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of crap. Right? That's it. That is it, isn't it? 
Uh, and uh, yeah, taking uh, being able to take feedback. I remember, I can't remember who it was I was listening to, but I listened to sort of lots of um, podcasts and things about game development and the um, uh, model making, 3D art. And they were saying, you know, uh, Pixar and all these people, what they look for the most is uh, not, are they, obviously they can take their pick with very skilled people, but more important to them when they're picking someone is are they self-reflective and can they take criticism? Uh, so being self-critical and taking that criticism on board is just so important for your character development, um, your personal development, and therefore realizing what you need to work on. Um, and, and it's tough to take, isn't it? When you <laughs> when you look back at that piece and you think, oh, that is not actually very good. And at the time you're thinking, this is the most amazing thing. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> Everybody's going to love me. <laughs> and for your skill level, it probably was the most amazing it. thing you had done, that's right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now... What do you say a lot of people, like, when they're making goals, right? So they want to make, let's say they want to make, like, the Brooklyn Bridge. Should they go, like, I'm going to make the whole thing, or should they put in, like, smaller steps? Like, hey, I want to make just the top of the bridge, and then I want to make the towers, and I want to make a flag. Like, how should they set up making a huge project? Yeah, I think it is important to have the big picture in mind mm -hmm. uh, because we've all got somewhere the top of the mountain that we're reaching. But uh, um, if you are too focused on that, it's the, the classic uh, can't tell the, the wood from the trees sort of scenario. Uh, and uh, you, you get too blinded by uh, all that awesomeness that's up there. And it, there's a fear that you're not going to make it, fear of failure and all that sort of thing. So you do have to break it down into steps and having a, a, a sort of plan. I like to have lots of, even life goals, I have uh, a sort of uh, a one-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year plan. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's really, it's quite fun to have the smaller plans as well as the big picture, because mm -hmm. the smaller plans, uh, what they're the, they're the little power-ups that you get yeah, with your character. There you go, the little quest. And you're like, oh, yeah, complete. you've got yeah. a little quest. They're the yeah. side quests as well. They're the, they're the fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that you put it in that way because that really helps a lot of people, especially because most game developers are gamers. And if you can put it in that way, it really frames things. And you're like, well, you know, if this is like life is the big game, um, these are just my smaller little quests and I will get there eventually. But there's no need to rush the whole game because then what's the point of playing if you're going to gonna rush the story? Like, it's not the same. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, one of those people as well that loves to complete all the side quests. <laughs> you see, <laughs> there you go. It. Yeah. And it's just like, why not? Take your time. Basically, yeah. what I'm hearing from all this is just like, be patient. If you know where you're going, like you with a game, you know it's going to end with your life. Like, like if a 10-year goal, you're like, well, I want to be a character artist. Well, okay, then. Now, don't rush about just every day. Make sure you, you know, show up 10 minutes a day, but do it exactly. and you'll be fine. There's no pressure because I feel like that can happen. You're like, I need to be this now. And like, I only have two years. And then if I don't make it, like my life's over. It's like, no, 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 no. You got this. Like, take your time. Be patient. Do the little side quest. And eventually you'll get to the boss at the end. And and hopefully that's you're prepared it. for everything. Yeah. Because that's usually what the boss is. It's like prepare everything you started with at the beginning of the game is preparing you for that epic moment at the end. And you face exactly. that dragon or whatever. And you say like, I got this. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. my life in a in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But um, how do you create that though? Like that whole ten year plan. Like how do you know you're going in the right direction? How how can someone set that up today? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point actually. I, um, again, it's down to the individual. Um, but it's uh, looking at getting inspiration. So always, uh, so let's say The Witcher as a game. I looked at that and thought, oh, I'd love to be able to do this sort of environment art, this character art. I'm going to get there one day. And it actually, 
it can get a bit blindly you can think oh that's just so daunting how on earth do i get to there and how where do i start uh, and that's when you start sort of building in the half plans well maybe i can do the environment well maybe i can do the tree let's actually find out how they make those trees uh, and then see if i can't sort of mimic that do some maybe low poly ones to start with maybe just a low poly environment then your your plans adapt they uh, they merge and move on and suddenly you're, you're finding that you maybe can actually get somewhere near uh, that sort of art style after a, a few years but be be prepared to adapt your plans as well and uh, mm -hmm. be prepared for the hiccups as well that come in uh, when you just feel like it's not happening uh, but chipping away patience yeah uh, it's so important <laughs> speaking of facing a dragon do you think we'll ever have a create a dragon in the character course <laughs> oh wouldn't that be great maybe maybe that's going to be the level two course creating a dragon there you go <laughs> did you ever see cool. that time Fire. lapse of the guy from sony doing the dragon model no i don't think i've seen that no oh yeah it's still out there it's uh from like the i think it was everquest 2 it's a time lapse over the course of him i think it was two days he goes like starts from just a, a rectangular brush and starts extruding it and turns it into a dragon it's like it's amazing to watch from a block to a dragon oh that is pretty awesome isn't it it makes me want to make a dragon now so yeah, there you go <laughs> here we go that's what everybody one. wants one. let's go make a dragon. <laughs> yep <laughs> now that deadpool video you have on youtube is characters like that easy to make? Is that or is that like after editing it took you like fifteen minutes? But is that like a longer process? Like, is that something people should strive for when making characters? When yeah, first I think out? I think that's a good starting point. And uh, there's it's not obviously anywhere near as in depth as the course, and it's not the sculpting workflow that's usually used. But it's a really good starting point, and um, it. it it's a, I would say it's an easy win. I try and make most of my YouTube an easy win in some way, uh, but uh, it might have a slightly more advanced bit and uh, uh, push yourself in this direction. Uh, but I've, I think if you're uh, reasonably competent and you've done a few sort of low poly work in um, Blender and stuff, you should be able to make this Funko Pop Deadpool as they are, those big headed models. Yeah. <laughs> you should make a Garrett one. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and in 3D print it, that'd be cool. <laughs> Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes to you know studying every day, is is there anything specific you should study, or is it just go and create? Yeah. Now, um, of course, there's there's two sides to being a three D artist, and there's the art side and there's the technical side. So, I as much as I can, I I, I was disciplined at one time, and I'd be doing uh, this much artwork and this much sort of tutorials myself to learn a bit more. Um, technically um, but um, I just kind of uh, take it as it comes now and I feel like technically I'm fairly competent in Blender so I I need to get my art skills up so sort of work on the weaknesses make sure um, you know you level them out um, but uh, so uh, yeah creating a sort of plan and thinking about uh, which uh, aspects uh, to work on uh, is is certainly useful and I, I like to go back again to working on your weaknesses but um, yeah starting off with um, I suppose uh, disciplining yourself to have uh, 10 minutes this, 10 minutes that and so forth is, is a great plan. But again, be adaptable. I'm, I was kind of repeating myself with all these things, aren't I? Uh, but yes, my, no, but my it gets thoughts it in the head. No. Yeah. At the end, it'll be like, <laughs> I know what I need to do. Easy wins. <laughs> Easy wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you can tell somebody one thing once and they'll be like, I got you. But what, like after hearing it over and over and actually understanding it, because the, the more we go into it, you're like, that makes sense. I understand. Easy win. Yeah. 
I got this. Like they, you know, processed it. I th- do you know, I think that easy win thing I, is so important to me. Um, it, it became a catchphrase at college because I used to say it so much um, when we're talking about teaching and uh, what we were going to plan to do. Uh, and a lot of the time as a teacher, you're quite, you might be quite a way above your students and you think an easy win and you, you, go, you go way too far and then you think that was not an easy win. That was actually yeah. painful for the students. <laughs> But it, it's really, um, and I always use the game analogies again, everybody finds games fun. And what, what's the ratio that they talk about? Challenge to um, yeah, fun ratio that they call in games. Uh, it's something I know the common. graph, but I don't know yeah. the ratio about it. Uh, and there, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a line to meet, isn't there, that um, just enough challenge with uh, just enough difficulty. Challenge... Uh, a, a fun achievement I think it's happening where is it <laughs> right like it's like I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> uh, yeah so challenge and achievement I think something like that and there's a sweet spot in the middle and and you've got to be like that with your life in a way uh, when you're planning these things and practicing uh, it's, it's enough of a challenge that it's not easy not too easy otherwise you're just creating I don't know stick men all the time with your artwork um, you've got to take that next step in the challenge and then you think ah I've achieved it so that you've, you've got that level of achievement so getting the right balance uh, and easy wins, but there's still, you, it's the next step and there's an easy win on the next step up as well. So you're always developing those easy wins. <laughs> Can't seem to find the, oh wait, no, here it is. It's like the flow. So you got on the, there's, let's see, we got on the high. So if you have skill and it's on high, but your difficulty is low, then you got boredom. Yes, yeah, this is, is it. Yeah, and then if you got your skill low, but your difficulty high, then you have anxiety. <laughs> you yeah. can't. But then you got the happy medium where it's like your skills in the middle and difficulties in the middle. Basically, the game, and then it's a continuing like upward trend. So you exactly. continue to build your skill, and the game gets harder and harder. You're like constant fun. You're like it's a little bit challenging, but not too challenging. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So that you gotta have the happy medium. Exactly. Here. Yep. So getting <laughs> yeah. there though is the uh, hard part, especially with your own life because you like your games, but. You know, yeah how can i make my life a happy medium don't 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 make wow we have a joke where it's like games like don't make wow don't try to make like the hardest thing po- i don't know what would be the hardest thing in character like a, a full-on detailed <laughs> a dragon yeah a dragon yeah a fully yeah fully detailed dragon not like a low poly dragon but like a fully detailed dragon don't don't do that right out of the box don't make wow <laughs> yeah don't make wow dragons yeah <laughs> yep. here we go there it is oh, man. That's, that's that's that should be the title of this podcast isn't it <laughs> don't make wow since starting with the game dev tv community what have you seen students this is a common theme when people are taking the course that you might have not seen in the youtube videos yeah, that's an interesting question. It's nice to see because uh, it's nice to see that the students are usually a bit more engaged. I think it's just that commitment to buying a course, whereas on YouTube, I obviously get people, and I don't mean to be rude about my audience, but uh, you're bound to get... <laughs> call them out. <laughs> yeah, but you're bound to get people that sort of, oh, I like that thumbnail, and they click on it, and then, they're, oh, this looks a bit difficult, and then that's the, the last you'll see of them sort of thing. Um, whereas, uh, because these uh, the students are more sort of committed, because they've actually thought, right, I want to do this, I'm going to go down the paid-for course route. Uh, and that's that's nice to see, because... I was worried at times that I was going too far and they weren't easy wins. The next step was quite a tough one. And I was thinking, am I going to lose lots of students at this point of view? But it's really incredible to see that uh, they, they uh, in fact, whilst because we 
the courses to release quite early, aren't they? And they're, before they're finished, uh, to sort of see how they're going, see if we need to change anything. And people were catching up with where I where I was up to. Um, and I was thinking, I thought that was going to take people, you know, months to do. Uh, and <laughs> they've just binge watched it for like, yeah, they were like a you few know hours. Four to six hours, let's go. All yeah, in. I'm going to build All me that on. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make WoW tonight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're like, where's the rest of the course? You're like, whoa, slow down. That's the common exactly. theme in YouTube videos. I mean, YouTube comments. They're like, people will make a course. And then they're like, so where's where's the end? How come I didn't make GTA yet? And I was like, well, yes. no, it's not. Not what the course is for it's to get you yeah so you can make it your own <laughs> I, I certainly get that a lot yeah <laughs> yeah definitely oh, <laughs> now what are your type of like challenges you do every day or your 10 minute is it uh do you challenge yourself to make like 10 minute characters or or, or you're doing art now right like how do you how's yeah. your day like uh so um the, the thing i'm disciplining myself at the moment because i i generally have a um, I watch a tutorial, a random tutorial at the beginning of the day. So, um, and it's quite nice because people send me courses to review, so I can have a look through them and see if there's anything I can learn myself from them. Um, and then I obviously I can review them and give them a, a positive tick. This is a good course and stuff. Um, so usually I do that sort of thing in the morning. Um, but uh, I'm quite sort of comfortable with that now. So that's just part of my life. It feels like. But my discipline routine that I have to kind of discipline myself at the end of the day. I'm a little bit tired and I think, oh, I'll just uh, settle into the sofa and watch some TV. Yeah. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> there, uh, but, Witcher 3, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the great thing about uh, TV is that um, I thought, well, actually, I can still do that. And sometimes that's a good idea with uh, um, disciplining yourselves. Try and incorporate it into something that happens anyway into your life. So I watch TV. And I sit there and I go on my phone whilst watching TV. I know it's a bit silly because you're, you're watching TV twice almost, aren't you? But, <laughs> but uh, I'll just be scrolling through the news and half watching whatever um, uh, was on TV. So I thought, right, well, I'll, I'll get my uh, graphics tablet out um, uh, and start drawing on that. Um, so I'm disciplining myself whilst watching TV to do at least uh, three characters. So I have a pose generator, uh, a program that just has pictures of people and you have to quickly draw them uh, within a certain amount of time. And some days I'll only do one. Some days I'll do three and maybe some days I'll just do something completely different and do a weird character face or something. Uh, but as long as I'm chipping away uh, <laughs> with these easy wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's another easy win. It's like you can still watch your favorite show and just do whatever you're doing. Because like, to be honest, after you've learned how to kind of do it, you don't really need to focus that much on like how I do it. You just make it. And you can be distracted while doing it. You can listen to music, you listen to podcasts, you do whatever. And while you're just kind of doodling, coding, anything else, until you get to the point where it's like, all right, now how do I do this? Then you might have exactly to stop that. watch TV. But yeah, and those are easy wins because you're comfortable, you're having fun, you're, you're doing it. Exactly. The, the important thing is, though, um, because uh, you still have to do those uh, those bits of practice that are hard. So, yeah, of course. Um, I, yeah, so occasionally I had to uh, look up um, references of faces and say, well, uh, where should the eyes be on the head? You know, where should the nose be? And you have to do a bit of learning. But uh, that learning comes in between those sort of easier uh, doings. And then when you go back to that learning, you suddenly understand it more because you've been doing it in between with some nice easy wins. Uh, yeah. So it's sort of uh, a process. Easy win life. <laughs> <laughs> easy win life. <laughs> it's my motto. <laughs> no, but it's great because it's like, yeah, so at the beginning of the day, maybe you because morning is supposed to be like the best time to study. So you study maybe like... 10 minutes or an hour of like focus study and then the rest of the day you, you go on your day but you can now now that you've done that one hour you're like you know maybe i'll doodle here while watching tv doodle that while 
don't know, or listen to a video about character art while doing a dishes or something. It's just like, but you still, you still feel like you're learning. You just like, you're not putting too much pressure. You're like, it's the end of the night. I don't feel like going hardcore studying, but like, let me relax and let me do this again. Making yeah. things easy, making your life an easy win. <laughs> That's, That's exactly really make it easy. Yeah, you got to get yeah. like a banner or something, or like even like behind you, be like easy win life. <laughs> get t-shirts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 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 I think I suppose it's important as well to say that um, it's not um, because I make it sound because always when I'm talking like this, th- this is my ideals. And occasionally I'll have a day like I think it was two days ago where I just felt absolutely exhausted. And uh, my I have a bare minimum that I achieve. And uh, that's a must do. So in the exercise, you've got to do this bare minimum In uh, drawing. You've got to do this bare minimum. And everything on that day was a bare minimum. But I still made progress on a day where yeah. I felt absolutely dreadful there was progress there very minimal progress but it, it happened and mm-hmm. so bare minimums is another catchphrase i have as well in the in the classroom uh, just get those bare minimums done uh, and and you'll be fine you'll, you'll keep making progress and you don't stagnate <laughs> oh beautifully said now this is different because the times are changing and I, I think it's actually easier but how would you network as a character artist with like online community yeah now that's a really good question and it's quite tough for me to answer because i've taken such a weird pathway into the industry uh going down the teaching route and then a youtube channel and then kind of getting noticed through the youtube channel but uh that was more noticed for my teaching and the fact that i had lots of subscribers uh more than my artwork i feel like i'm no, never quite sure but um so i worked um so the, the biggest job i've had in the games arena uh, is working for Atlas Empires, which still hasn't been released yet, actually, because of uh, the lockdown uh, meant that it's uh, sort of delayed the release. But I was making lots of um, buildings and stuff, uh, hand-painted stuff. Uh, and they noticed me through my YouTube channel. I think part of it was thinking they're going to uh, have some cross-promotion on my YouTube channel whilst I'm making the models and promoting their game and so forth. So, um so my networking is going to be very different from someone who's just started. They spent, uh, I don't know, maybe gone to uni or done a few courses and they're ready to get out there. Mm-hmm. It's much tough. It's much tougher for them. And it's difficult for me to then appreciate what they're going through and advise them. But I would always say uh, immersing yourself in the world and in the community is a is a good start. And it's quite fun. Uh, so you go on forums, uh, you check out, you try and uh, team up with a few people, maybe on a mini project. Uh, just while you're looking for work Uh, and that way you're at least uh, building up contacts maybe one of them will get a job and say oh I know this great character artist or whatever it is Um, so building up that network of people by going on discords forums and all sorts uh, meeting new people in the industry or in the same position as you uh, and working with them uh, going entering a few silly competitions like the ones that I run on my discord channel Uh, that's uh, it's quite fun because uh, you've got a goal, you've got, uh, you know, you're meeting people and talking about the challenge and so forth. So uh, that's a good starting point. It's, but it's very tough to, to, to make those steps and uh, to build up a network uh, and get in there. Once you're in there uh, and you've got your first job, uh, then you're OK. You've got that ex- work experience, which is all vital uh, and you'll be fine. But it's getting that is is very difficult. What I wouldn't do, uh, what I, uh, and this is it's my opinion, but <laughs> what I wouldn't do is go onto sites like Fiverr or Upwork and uh, really? Freelancer.com uh, because they're all really low pay um, mm. and uh, you're competing against millions of people uh, and uh, p- people that um, go on there, they're going on there as a one-off. They're not going to be 
uh, big companies looking for people on Fiverr. Uh, so you're not going to, you might get one job, maybe two jobs, but I, I'm, in my opinion again, and my experience uh, when I was first starting out thinking, oh, I'll have a go at this, um, it was very difficult to get um, continued, uh, and, uh, you could get work, but continued good work, just it wasn't there. And it was really tough and there was no networking happening. So I'd have one client and never hear from them again, even though mm. I thought, you know, I put, put extra effort in trying to, because that's what you do when you start out. You try and work your very, very hardest for that client in the hope that they'll uh, come back to you or recommend you to someone else. But uh, there weren't those sort of jobs. Uh, there were sort of people doing this odd sort of hobby thing. Uh, so they're not really in the industry themselves. Uh, otherwise, they'd look for a full time person rather than someone on Fiverr. And again, that is my opinion, but I wouldn't I'd steer clear of those routes. I haven't heard much success stories from them. Uh, mm. personal success stories I put you know you always see the the youtuber or someone who's done really well but they're I think they're few and far between those people who do well on those sites mm -hmm. <laughs> now what would you say for the game to the TV students say to continue to like network with everybody in the community and eventually just as they branch out bring them yeah. along yeah yeah exactly that yeah so um, it, get involved with that community uh, share your work get feedback because then mm -hmm. you can work on your weaknesses and it's, it's a really nice community isn't it uh, where everybody's really supportive uh, and that's that, that's again that's quite it's they're sort of easy it's an easy win place isn't it because people are yeah. uh, <laughs> you know they're, they're giving you encouragement but also uh, uh, giving you uh, some constructive criticism at the same time in a nice soft way usually no one's saying that's that's rubbish that is you know no one's doing that so you're kind of safe in that environment and then sort of build on it go to other forums i mean there's there's tougher forums like uh art station where you've got all the pros are going so you might um feel it's a, a tougher environment to get noticed at all and uh find friends there but uh, that's that's the next step so again it's it's steps and baby steps easy wins <laughs> and so forth <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a t-shirt coming it's coming <laughs> now i actually i honestly think making a podcast is a great way to network and meet people and learn so like for instance somebody wants to do character art they can go and interview a bunch of different character artists learn a ton from them and also get to know them because there's a lot of people who've done the podcast that they're like i still talk to this day and it's like it's cool and it's like here and there i ask them questions or i can even be like hey like if i want to go to the studio how does it work but like stuff like that just like put yourself out there and you never know what could happen. It doesn't even have to be like an hour-long podcast. It could be short little YouTube videos, 15 minutes. Who knows? Just like put yourself out there into the world and see what happens. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, it, uh, I always I stay clear of saying that sometimes because it's it's easy for me to say with a big channel. Uh, so yeah. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like it's it's unfair for me to say that, but but that's how it worked for me. So uh, it, I I totally agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, make uh, you create and make a podcast, and it also something like a podcast. You have to kind of keep it up. You have to keep going with it. So it disciplines you at the same time, doesn't it? it uh, does, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I've been consistent since day one, and actually, some of my friends have been trying to do their own podcast, and it's like it's not consistent. I'm like, oh wow, it's actually kind of hard. Like if you don't plan it out or, or put time aside, like you you won't go to it. You won't make it happen. So you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. got to make an easy win, right? <laughs> you got to make <laughs> everything easy. set up. Just like all right, today's a podcast, or today's this, or today's that. That's another thing too. How do you have like your setup? You have it where it's like you can instantly get to work right away, and is that very important for people to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, again, uh, it's easy for me to say because I've got a nice big uh, room here. I don't know, I could pan my camera around, I suppose, but, <laughs> but uh, a, a nice little office, which is sort of like the spare bedroom. 
and I've got lots of space. So I'm, I'm quite lucky in that sense. So I can literally turn the computer on and I'm away. Uh, sort of no interruptions. Uh, and, you know, I could put some music on or whatever. And I can record straight away. It's all set up ready for that. Although I did replace my computer recently, so I had to <laughs> rejig everything. And that's a real yeah. pain, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, it is important to, uh, I call that um, taking down the barriers. Uh, so mm -hmm. um, uh, for me, sometimes, uh, like I, uh, character art, I want to be good on Photoshop. So um, I want to be able to sort of color in and all that sort of stuff. But it's sometimes a bit of a barrier um, just getting the computer out uh, and uh, set it, getting uh, Photoshop loaded up and getting the pen. It sounds weird, but that uh, one minute uh, barrier is actually a slight barrier to when I'm yeah. sitting in front of the TV. So that's when I just got a, I've actually got a sketch pad and pen, pencil under my sofa. I just drag that out, start sketching. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so that makes it's, sense. It's an easy win. It, yeah, easy win. <laughs> break down the barriers. <laughs> I don't think people realize how important it is. It's like, your brain wants you to be lazy and like, so it's like, yeah. hey, make it so that even though you're lazy, you're like, oh, it's right there. Boom. Let's do it. Like, I yeah. built a career exactly. off of being lazy. It's why I love writing <laughs> automation. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I want this to happen all the time. Let me just program something. Boom. Does it all by itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just drawing while watching TV thing. I do that sometimes as well. Where I'll just have my sketch pad and I'll just be watching something completely innocuous on TV that I can just absorb into my skin like a frog. And then <laughs> but actually yeah. I'm doing the proper work. Get you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm feeling like I want to push myself a bit further, then I'll try and draw some of the people that are on TV. Yeah. So I'll try and combine it like that, perhaps. Or if I'm just feeling lazy, then it's just a simple character today and uh, with really silly nose or something. So I don't have to think too much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, when somebody wants to move from, let's say, just studying to now going out there and like getting jobs, what advice would you give them? Like, How should they set up their portfolio? Yeah, I mean, obviously, portfolio is going to be absolutely essential uh, in this um, in our career. And it's interesting. Someone I had a YouTube question today about um, do you get a certificate at the end of the course? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I mean, uh, but your your focus is in the wrong place. It's it, for, portfolio is far more important than the certificate. Mm -hmm. um, although it's it's nice to feel you've achieved something, and um, if you need to show someone, you, you've got that. But that is so essential to have your portfolio. Uh, sorted and ready to go. Um, having said that, it can be a bit of a barrier as well, can't it? So um, if you've if you've only got a few good pieces, then uh, you just go with that uh, and you start getting out there. And maybe um, your first uh, few sort of interviews, if you get them, you, you may not even get them, or your first few conversations with people about portfolio might go badly. But at least it gives you some pointers and direction to go in uh, to build from. I'm one of those people that um, I feel like I just you just got to go for it sometimes. And um, that's how I felt about my YouTube channel. There was lots of barriers in the way to even starting. Uh, and it was, uh, oh, well, what a, um, I, ne I need to get a good camera. I need to get a good microphone. My computer, computer isn't powerful enough and so forth. There's all these different things that can stop you from doing it. Well, uh, okay, so I'll just do the first video. It's going to be rubbish. I'll probably delete it later, but at least I've started. And mm -hmm. you, yeah, it's, uh, it's picking up the pen and actually turning up, as you said earlier, yes. it's all important. <laughs> so um, it's sort of deviated from the question slightly there. But um, 
so uh, yeah, uh, get your portfolio out there, even if it's rubbish. And I know there's loads of advice about, uh, oh no, portfolio, uh, get rid of all your bad pieces and all that sort of stuff. But you've got to start somewhere and you need to, if you don't start, you won't fail and therefore you won't learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, my One of my mottos, mottos is fail often. Uh, so just do it and fail uh, and do it and fail and then do it the next time and you might actually get it right uh, mm -hmm. and just keep building up like that. Um, what is it? I think it was uh, some uh, Yoda quote or something. Do or do not, it. there is no try. Or which uh, which one is it? Uh, it's, uh, oh, I've oh. lost it now. But Oh, in the wait, uh, in the voice. In the voice. No, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Um, is it from the new movie? Do or it says do fail. not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh wait, I, I think I know what you're talking about now. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah. Was that you, Aaron? <laughs> um, the the proverb was, um, uh, "If you show me a master that hasn't failed, I'll show you that they aren't a master." Uh, oh, but it's a bit cool. complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in the wait. I don't know if that's what he said, but it says failure is not the end. Oh, I don't even know if this is him, but if an individual never fails, he never tried. Unless he never tries, he won't succeed. Something that's what I got from yeah. YouTube. I don't know if that's what he said. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, there's, a, there's a shorter version, which is really succinct, and I can't remember it. <laughs> I feel like there was a quote uh, like that from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well. Like real sharpness comes without effort, or something like that. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to think of all these quotes. I love, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting about um, portfolio building as well, because if you never start building a body of work, even if it's just very rough and ready, mm. you know, you'll never have that kind of polished portfolio that everybody aspires to have so you have to start yeah. somewhere don't you really oh absolutely um and it's it's daunting because uh, i see a lot of advice about portfolios but it's from these absolute pros and they're uh, they're ripping into people's portfolios which is good good advice but um then it, it makes you scared doesn't it so it's everybody just just get out there start and then you just um you get a new piece which is better and you get rid of your old one it's sort of like this weird cascading Perfect. Yeah, sort of a shelf of plates and one's fallen off and smashed. <laughs> then there's a new shiny one up there, you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so I went to a breaking into the game industry event back before Corona happened. And basically, when making a portfolio, when you're doing it, go and make art that the studio makes. Like you're making, trying to work for Blizzard, make Overwatch characters, and oh, then yeah. just put the portfolio with those Overwatch characters and make sure they're very detailed and polished and just like they would be in the game. And that way they can see, all right, if we hire him day one or hire him or her, they'll be, boom, like the characters just like in the game, they'll they'll be able to do probably work for like weekend. We'll they'll, they'll be easy to train. Like everything will just be like simple. It's easier for them to see that and go, well, you're perfect. And then also with like resumes and stuff, it's like make sure you have, because they said this too, They make sure you have your name, some way to contact you, because they've had resumes where people don't put their phone and email somehow. <laughs> no, it's like, it. so you can have the greatest art ever, but if they can't contact you, like, the problem <laughs> so make sure yeah. you got that too don't forget that game that and remember that most businesses don't recognize twitter as a valid way to communicate with someone yes mm. <laughs> yep <laughs> and or uh, I've had... or instagram dms or anything like that <laughs> and just dm me on instagram i've had a few uh, funny ones with just the email address name 
and you think hey, you've got to change your email. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big boy one two three is not. A... <laughs> oh, That's a good. That's yeah, actually they... one uh, I have a domain that I've been using for well longer than my children have been alive, and it always ends up being a pretty decent conversation piece because it's somewhat unique. My email is Aaron at carryingthewhale.com. <laughs> Long involved story behind that domain name that we won't get into right now. <laughs> it's a good icebreaker, man. Yeah. Sure. yeah, totally. I mean, people always ask about it, especially for work. They're like, "Oh, that's unique." And like, yeah, you know, it's, it's something. <laughs> it, it's worth it's worth the thirty five bucks a year to maintain a custom domain. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and it was one of the best things I ever did. It was getting a custom domain for sure. Nice. Do you think game of the TV students can have a career with just the courses, or do you need to go to college, or is college irrelevant nowadays? Uh, that's a really, really tough question to answer. Uh, and I've seen uh, from my students, because I teach um, sixth form students, mm-hmm. um, so they're about to either go off to college or go into the industry. Very, very tough to go from the sixth form into the industry. But I reckon uh, that if you're committed and you can do a, f- a, a few sort of game dev TV courses, uh, and things like that, uh, you are prepared uh, for the industry as much as you are if you go to um, and do a degree. But uh, you have to think about the time that someone's working on the degree. Uh, uh, so um, if it's, uh, let's say, three years, how much time are they putting into that? So you're probably going to have to do the equivalent in terms of courses to be at their level. There is a sort of time aspect, unless you can sort of train a bit harder and uh, maybe you can spend more time on it, I don't know. But um, but well, really, uh, the courses uh, that we offer are the same, and maybe in some, way, in some cases better than universities. It depends on the university. Um, you are missing out a little bit on the networking aspect of university, so you'll need to get onto forums and, uh, and chat to people and build your network and things. But And uh, a university that offers industry um, placements uh, that's quite a useful one as well isn't it so you can actually get into the industry and start working with people that's going to be um, really helpful but um, not uh, there's only a few that offer those uh, it, it's quite hard to get those places even so um, I would say if you're really committed you do not need to go to university and I've seen um, one of my students did really well he's working at the mill uh, in London and he went straight from the sixth form which is really rare and straight into an apprentice there, and then uh, now he's working on all sort of adverts and things, visual effects and stuff, uh, and uh, yeah, it, so it can work. And there was there's a few success stories like that, which again is really rare uh, to go from this sort of sixth form course, which is quite basic really that we do. Um, in fact, the 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 course that I the character course is more in depth than what they do in their two years at sixth form. Um, so they managed to go from that into careers in the industry. So if you can do the character course and you can produce a couple of characters. Uh, you're you're ready, you know, for uh, steps into mm-hmm. the industry. Then I would say. There you We're go. About yeah. like a massive cash injection into apprenticeships and training in the UK as well. So hopefully, mm. more yeah. things for people to go to go into that maybe isn't university if that's not what they want to do. So we'll have to see what happens. But that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's there's it's the if one of the fastest growing industries, isn't it, in the UK? So. Uh, uh, that you know, it, there's there's work out there, but it, it you might have to move away and stuff, and it's it's tricky to find it, but uh, mm-hmm. it is out there definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Nice. Now I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the Unreal Engine Five and the PS5 demo? 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a YouTube video because I was uh, on on that very subject because I was so taken aback by it. It was just awesome, and it's it makes you think and think hard as well about the career path. And and there's all sorts of questions that brings up. Um, my initial thoughts, obviously, when you see those things, they're usually about ten years away, <laughs> maybe five mm, years. Yeah. Spent. Um, so uh, the realism, uh, you know, the, the realism aspect was unbelievable. But then you look at the character, and that was still uh the uh, character that would see in a normal game these days it was still a great character um so they're still struggling with uh, so the premise being that uh, we can now go from something like Z uh, zbrush i was going to say zbrush then excuse my british accent <laughs> <laughs> zbrush or uh, blender sculpting and go straight into the game engine which i'm thinking whoa that's just the game changer i'd absolutely love that all this flipping baking normal maps and stuff mm -hmm. we don't have to do any of that yeah wouldn't that be amazing uh, and yes that will that's definitely in the future because that's a part that they're trying to get rid of they're trying to push the computer processors as far as they can uh, the the programming as far as they can uh, and get rid of the need to um you know minimize art which is what normal maps are um but they still haven't been able to do it they still haven't been able to do it on the character yet um so we're, we're a long way away from uh, getting rid of uh, the in fact the, the process that we go through in the character making course which is you know doing starting with a sculpt retopology bake your normal maps do your painting and all that sort of stuff um but I would love it if we were we moved past that those boring stages which are uncreative they're just sort of optimizing your character for games when it 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 stops you creating art so uh, you know you, how many characters do we see with helmets on because uh, the face details are too much you know so mm -hmm. uh, so we, then you it limits art it limits creativity so I'm very excited about it but obviously it's there's there's a long way to go before we actually uh, reach uh, those heavy heights mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, now, hold on a second, because I've got to inject a little bit of nerd tech talk here. I wrote a blog about this as well, okay? But i got to cool. challenge your, your, what you're saying there a little bit, because I took away something a little different from that entire thing. The comment that I found most um, key in the entire discussion was when he said that we have almost got one triangle per pixel on the screen. Yeah. I think that's the more important part, is that essentially the way that... So, understand, I also do engine coding, right? So that's my background <laughs> here. Awesome the the way that we go about determining the Z-buffer for each of those pixels is such that it doesn't actually matter how complicated or uncomplicated the source material is. If you are essentially making a per-pixel determination of what you're drawing on the screen... You know, as you're going through and, and rendering the buffers, then then that kind of like makes the other part of it, you know, the complexity of the model kind of a moot point because really we're rendering every single pixel by getting the best data that we possibly can out of what's in the buffer, right? So mm -hmm. you can absolutely use, you know, what he was saying in that video, a model with 30 million polys because it's still only sampling one pixel. And I think that was kind of the key part of that that video that I took away was just like at this point now all we can do is we can just make that pixel more and more, you know, like higher quality, right? Because yeah. you know, the number of pixels on the screen isn't really going to incre increase a whole lot, you know, so that shift is now we can fill the entire screen in, you know, in, you know, a thousand times a second or whatever, right? Yeah. And you can spend so much more time, you know, rendering through the quality to make sure that you get just the right color pixel, right? 
Yeah, uh, no, I totally agree. Um, but I suppose the, the issue comes more uh, when uh, you've got uh, a massive, like, with, I don't know how many gigabytes download right. that would be. Right. Uh, so right. we'd still have to optimize uh, for downloading right. and uh, what we see on screen and, and, the, and when those, uh, when the character moves, uh, well, maybe that you're, what you're saying there makes sense too i'm not sure <laughs> no, because right i don't know though, the internet. but i mean you're not going to be you're not going to be packaging up 30 gigabyte character models to render on your xbox right i mean it, it, exactly <laughs> even yeah, with yeah. a terabyte size hard drive that's one game right <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so i think we still got a fair way to go before yeah, we yeah. reach those heavy heady heights yeah. sort of thing but uh, but it's 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 just so cool isn't it to see mm -hmm. uh this is yeah. it's really happening that we're getting uh, much closer to being able to just realize um, art without too many issues. Uh, yeah. oh, loving it. Absolutely loving it. <laughs> do you ever watch the Blender Guru video about AI and how it's going to yes. change? Like, art? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah. No, that's that yeah. Uh, very interesting. And I thought he presented that really well as much yeah, he as did. he's my nemesis because he's got a million <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of donut questions I still get. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um uh yeah uh he's he's quite right um I, I can't remember whether you mentioned it in the talk but i'm a chess person as well and kasparov was uh uh gary kasparov uh the famous chess player hopefully everybody remembers him oh, he's a great yeah i love him yeah i took a master yeah. class from him ah uh, there we go yeah uh, or maybe i won't play you then <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little rusty though but I, I'll, I'll take the master class again and I'll show you guys what's up <laughs> Uh, but uh, he's uh, done lots of work with uh, the combination of AI and uh, human experience. And I'm thinking, oh, now that's interesting. It's not AI taking over, but it's us integrating with AI. Now, um, I actually have no doubts that the stage beyond that is actually AI taking over. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we all in every career, um, you're going to be obsolete at some point, aren't you? Uh, even they're saying, oh, well, carers and teachers, you can't, yep, they'll have robot carers and they'll have robot teachers without too much problem Sounds at some point. Like, I like Kurzweil's projection of the singularity, where essentially there won't be a distinction between a computer intelligence and a human intelligence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now that that's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, he also like you were talking about Kasparov was you know is, it has a projection to about 2050 is where his timeline goes and he's got it like segmented up into various bridges uh, since like the 90s I think when he wrote this book we're at bridge two of six right now and it's been yeah. like pretty much right on peg as he's you know predicted so it's pretty interesting you know he was a you know an early days inventor you know um, Kurzweil keyboards electronic keyboards and synthesizers were some you know some of the early you know very famous electronics uh, equipment there he was a you know genius inventor and and you know definitely dived into you know where where is the future headed when it comes to technology and it's just it's amazing i believe in 10 years like virtual reality will be indistinguishable from real reality when you're when you're in it you know a headset or whatever i mean we've already oh, seen you know, like like you know, somebody's now manufactured ar um contact lenses so i mean we're there that'll <laughs> that's been the thing that i've always said like nobody will ever do augmented reality until it's a contact lens because nobody's yeah. going to wear glasses i mean google glass was a great product but nobody did it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> no totally uh oh it's it's very exciting 
But it's, it is also daunting and lots of challenges come with that, don't they, in terms of the job market and our careers. And, and you oh do have God, to think so about scary, that. Right? Well, yeah, we all have to think about it. And it, uh, because I, I've, I feel for people starting off in the industry, they're all saying things like, well, what program do I learn? Because it'd be indus <laughs> right. in, it's industry standard. But, um, but what about when you're in the industry is in a maybe three years and what program is going to be the big program then? And uh, what you have to be ready uh, and to understand with a career, in my opinion, if you're just starting out, is to be adaptable and not to um, resist change because there's lots of people out there, um, you know, who probably thinking, oh, I'm going to be making, baking my normal maps forever because that's the traditional way to do it or something like that. But you can't be resistant to this change. And um, if we're all going to be wearing these contact lenses, uh, we've got to be prepared um, as, uh, you know, game artists. How are we going to make the most of that and uh, design for that and uh, thinking about the challenges? Uh, and always, I think, uh, thinking about those, um, how AI is going to work how we're going to work with AI and how it's going to work with us. And uh, one thing that's the struggle for AI is, um, at the moment anyway, uh, is that sort of creativity. And um, so um, working on that, uh, getting sort of ideas down and working on creating ideas, uh, then you're going to uh, still be useful, maybe <laughs> maybe <Hopefully>, right? be useful <laughs> maybe maybe your brain will be useful as a source of random chaos to some ai program someday yeah there we go that's important <laughs> or just a battery <laughs> oh no <laughs> now what are you most excited about the future of 3d like where do you see it all going in the next like 10 20 years yeah, it's so difficult to say, isn't it? Um, there's so many elements to it. Um, I love uh, the fact that we've got 3D printing is becoming fairly normal now, uh, and uh, that keeps developing all the time. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about to see whether that goes. And then there's obviously augmented reality, virtual reality, and so forth, and then contact lenses. Um, hopefully we get them. Um, I suppose the, the concern is uh, for me, because I, I'm quite philosophical about these things, and I think about, well, there's going to be uh, the have and have nots, as it were, has been written about before. And those people that can afford the technology and those that can't. And then how's this going to work in society and stuff? Uh, but uh, I am I'm genuinely excited and optimistic about it all. But um, <laughs> I'm quite uh, yeah philosophical and political at times as well. So I always think about um, how that's going to work, like we've seen with uh, going off on one a little bit with Cambridge Analytica and how that manipulated people into voting for certain parties and uh, positions. And it's it's changed our world uh, through the manipulation and use of uh, data. Um, so I have no doubt that it will change our world as well. And I, I do wonder whether we will, um, rather than developing, um, you know, uh, teleportation, whether we will just be sort of almost plugged into computers because we'll kind of have to be and we'll become part of the machine. But that's my <laughs> ramblings off, going off on one there. But um, it, it is exciting to think about the developments and uh, what that means for our industry and what we can create. And I, I, I'm looking forward to the day when I, I can just create and so I sculpt a, uh, a person and then instantly uh, they're rigged and they're ready to go in my own sort of movie and then I can just uh, put them in there and create my own movie without having to worry about um you know normal maps for example so it is exciting times <laughs> no it is i'm i'm so excited to see what's going to happen and oh my gosh it's going to be great i'm glad i'm just getting started in the industry too because there's yeah yeah i think a, a funny aspect of a lot of this is 
like the reason why my 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 understanding of the motivation behind why people would not really get into augmented reality until it's a contact lens is because people are vain. This is this is my core belief is that a person doesn't want to look like they have some weird device attached to their face. It's it's you know when you look at like the Star Trek mythology about the Borg that was one of the things about the Borg was that the 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 concept of vanity had been basically removed from them in you know as as a slave to the practicality of doing the things that they did to modify their bodies right, but I, I don't think that that'll be the case with people. I think that we're generally just too vain. We we won't see cybernetic replacements that don't look like skin. We won't see augmented reality that doesn't allow us to look like we still have eyes. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, you know, it, it's good. The technology will evolve to the point where, you know, we will be able to replace body parts with pieces of technology that look like humans. And I think that that's going to be kind of the point where people will accept that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. another mm -hmm. little bit of a personal story here, but I went through cancer a couple of years ago and I had an implant put in. Um, for the chemotherapy delivery, and it actually was strangely impactful in the long term to my body, even though it was just basically a very small catheter line, just a, a you know, five, four millimeter, no, like one millimeter, maybe one and a half millimeter, right? I mean, just super teeny, and it threw my shoulders alignment off, like basically permanently, as far as I can tell. I can't even sleep on my right side anymore. <laughs> so, wow. so again all of that kind of stuff matters when it comes to technology integrating with people it has to get to the point where we can fool our brains into believing that that body part is a real body part that it looks the way that we want it to look because people are ultimately just vain <laughs> yeah and, yeah, and yeah, enjoy totally comfort. Agree, yeah i mean that's really what we're looking for something to make our life better not necessarily you know yeah mm. Yeah, I, I think you're right, actually. When you think about Apple and uh, how they did so well was the design. Oh, it wasn't yeah. the function. That, uh, oh, it, was, yeah. it was the function as well, but um, yeah. that was uh, as a bigger part was the design. And, uh, yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree. The, the human well, element, we, it can't yeah. be denied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is an interview of you, and I've been <laughs> rambling all afternoon. <laughs> I, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying this. It's a nice discussion, this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh you know, don't want to take any more time, but this is, we're going to wrap it up. But before we end it, we always, just like the courses, we have a challenge at the end. So if you want to give a challenge to all the GameDev.TV students, you know, a challenge could be about anything, Blender-related or anything else you find important, like success or shortcuts or sacrifices. Okay, yeah. So um, think today about uh, a routine. So start your routine today. Make it nice and easy so you've got a bare minimum. Uh, so um, it might be something really simple, like I'm going to do, um, mine is uh, 10 minutes of uh, pose drawing each day, uh, and that's my bare minimum. I have to do 10 minutes. Usually it turns into 20 or 30 minutes, but doing just that 10 minutes has meant that I've always picked up the pen and paper each day. So uh, you're going to do the same. <laughs> you came to FTV people, you're going to do the same. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you're you're going to uh, adopt a small challenge, but make it really small, make it easy, easy wins. Uh, don't don't think about the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about WoW. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, easy wins uh, that you can complete in 10 minutes. And if that 10 minutes develops into 15 and 20, that's great. But just the bare minimum for one week, see how you get on and see whether it becomes a pattern and a, a tradition in your life. <laughs>
Beautiful. Well, it was awesome having you on. It was awesome sharing your uh, behind the scenes of the character cores, more about Blender and all that. And we like to end this by handing the mic to you if you want to do any shout outs, any inspirational quotes, anything. And uh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you very much. It was absolutely delightful. Um, I haven't got any uh, quotes. I'll probably use them all up, I think, in this <laughs> Your inventory is uh, empty. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the one last thing is to make sure you're enjoying it. Uh, I, and you, you, anything that uh, you're having fun with, you'll keep going at. So, yeah, keep up the fun. Keep the enjoyment going. Uh, and we'll, I'll look forward to seeing what you create. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today. <laughs>